Once again, for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling, it's time for this week's installment of 607TWS. And of course, we are live on twitch.tv slash 607 Podcasts. And we are also live at the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am one of your hosts here on Twitch, 607 Podcast on Twitch. I'm also the host of the Three Fat Nerds Podcast. My name is Rich, and joining me as he does each and every week, he's the other host here on 607 Podcast on Twitch, and he's also the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. We're talking Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is going on? Happy Full Gear Week to everybody. Yeah, it is It is full gear week. It is It is a thing. It is here. We're going to talk about that in the main event of the show as we preview and break down the entire card there, just to give you a little bit of I wish I would have worn my uh, nice uh, 607 podcast hoodie. I was going to change out shirts, but it was a little chilly in the studio today, so I just left on my uh, team that let me down this fucking week's Yeah. Hoodie. I, I I was debating about wearing some Bill stuff, but I'm so disgusted right now. Yes, I am, that I, am, I, I am disgusted too, but I was wearing this to work, and I was like, ah, it's kind of chilly in the studio. Yeah. Uh, so, eh. so fuck, fuck the Raiders and their decisions this past week, and fuck the New York Giants while we're at it. And yeah. if Pad was here, he would say, fuck, fuck the, the Astros. Astros. And trust me, the, the Atlanta Braves did just that. So there's our sports talk yeah. for the day. If you want to hear more sports talk, tune in this upcoming week. As a matter of fact, tomorrow night yep. on the ODPH as they talk all things sports. And then trust me, they'll break it in. And uh, Pat says, how about them Patriots? How about them? <laughs> they Mac. won. The Big Mac attack is real. They, they, they won. They got, they got a win in there. They got the dub. They got the dub. But I don't, I don't know. We'll see where they go. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where they go. Did they, did they get OBJ? Is that where he's going? Do we not know yet? We don't know yet. I know the Raiders are getting Deshaun Jackson a week late, but... He'll be a help, though. He yeah. will, he will yeah. definitely be a help to that team. Well, I'm not going to make any comments. <laughs> we're going to keep this PG, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to stop talking about football. We're going to start talking about pro wrestling in a minute. But before we get to the pro wrestling, uh, can I tell them how to find yourself in the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast? Very simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on our social media accounts. Check out Parlay Points. New comics blogs dropping this week. T Public Store is having a sale, I believe, going on this week as well. All that and so much more. odphpodcast.com. Of course, and for everything Three Fat Nerds, 8122productions.com. Of course, we have a T Public Store link over there as well. Also, you can find out all about the Three Fat Nerds podcast, Horror Zone 607, and right, this show right here, 607 TWS. So much more friends of the show all that happy jazz over there at 8122productions.com it is a one-stop shop of course on social medias find us anywhere and on any social media network three fat nerds pod throwing that in front of it the best place is always twitter because let's be honest i kind of live on twitter as far as my social media stuff so it's just a good place to, to start if uh, not uh, i share across you you know pretty good at that too. oh absolutely but with that being said uh we also uh uh, we're, the announcement of last week, we have 607 TWS launching is a little slower. 
uh, because Apple Podcasts is doing Apple Podcast things. Your facts. But you can get it on Spotify and Stitcher the same night as it comes out. So after this comes out and I go home, I render it down and I put it right on up because it's a live format. I don't have much to edit. So if you're on Spotify or Stitcher, you can just look up 607TWS. If not, podcast form comes out to you on the Three Fat Nerds Network of Podcasting every Wednesday uh, until everything is ironed out and smooth. And that's why we decided to uh, do it that way, which is smart. Yes, it's a, it's a soft rollout, as they say. But you want all that hard-hitting pro wrestling talk, that is where you go to find it, 607TWS. Yeah, I was going to say, and even even if you're on uh, the, the Apple podcast, if you put in 607TWS, it'll take you to the Three Fat Nerds feed of this show. So it's just an easy way to find it, easy peasy, if you want to listen to it again, or if you started listening to it and then you had to go you know, to work on, on Twitch because the Twitch replay is up, and who knows if you're watching it live mm-hmm. or not. But there you go. 607TWS is making its rounds, slowly but surely. But Spotify came through clutch. They came through the same night. I was able to put last week's show up the same night on Spotify. I love Spotify. That's Spotify where I listen. Spotify is great. Other than good pods, that's where I'm listening to all my podcasts right now. Good pods, where you go to have your ego boost. Got it. Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, thank you guys, man. Of course, if you would like to support us monetarily, you can do that in two different ways. Well, three different ways. You can subscribe to the Twitch channel, or you can send us a, uh, a tip or a mm-hmm. donation, if you will. That is streamlabs.com slash 607podcast. Go ahead and donate if you would like. And last but certainly not least, the best way to do that, for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on patreon.com slash 8122productions. You get a ton of extra bonus content for as little as $1 a month. You help support all the podcasting and streaming we are doing here at the uh, 607 podcast family man and it's it's awesome it's it's, it's good shit such good shit pal mm-hmm. and uh you know it's good times so there you go i think we got all the plugs out of the way early on we got a big 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 show for you guys this week of course in the uh in the main event i've already noticed aw full gear uh why wouldn't we talk about that in the main event we're gonna try to break it down give our thoughts and opinions give our picks of course we will be streaming that live right here on twitch.tv i'm sorry we'll be streaming our live reactions and commentary yes don't get it twisted we don't show up but trust me we'll have our same usual message during the full gear preview so i'm not going to waste it here mm-hmm. uh also in the mid card we're going to be talking the indie roundup uh there was a hybrid wrestling show that went down this past weekend there was also a jcw meaning jersey championship wrestling show that went down this weekend and also myself and ken m were in attendance for ex Site Wrestling. Yes. So we're going to talk about that as well as we are going to preview the GCW weekend upcoming with the Evil Deeds show and the Nick Gage Invitational number six. And then, of course, uh, New Japan's got a show this weekend as well. Battle in the Valley from right San there. Jose. And what a fucking main event. And we are going to talk about that. Ooh. I had to drop the F-bomb in there because wait until you, if you don't already know, wait till you hear what the main event of that show is. Absolute fire. Am I, am I wrong in being excited about that, Ken? No, it's an absolute burner. Like, I, I saw that. I was like, are you kidding me? Let's go. But first, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. But before we can do that, I think that I can't skip past Ken's favorite moment, right? Hell no. It's time! That's right. It's time. And in the opening bout, we get to talk about more WWE releases. Yeah. Uh, not something that we like hearing about, but man, it brought up a lot of questions on social media. So, uh, let's start off by saying, uh, I'm going to dive into some stuff earlier, but we're going to give the particulars and stuff. So there was the quarterly meeting where once again, we found out that WWE made another shit ton of money Mm -hmm. in profits. And that's going to, the only reason that plays a part is because obviously that's hand in hand. And we'll explain some of the stuff later, later in the day, they announced that they were, uh, releasing some people. So I have the list here. Let's go through the list. Okay. 
And then we're going to talk about surprise, not surprise on the list. And then we're going to dive into, you know, kind of a conversation that needs to be had. Uh, first up, and it was a surprise to me, Frankie Monet. Yeah, that was an absolute shock. Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. Scarlet. Yeah. O- Oni Larkin. Mm-hmm. Grandma Talik. Carrion mm-hmm. Cross. Yeah. Keith Lee. Wow. Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. B Fab. Yeah. Katrina Cortez. Mm-hmm. Jesse Camilla. Mm-hmm. Jeet Rama. And Trey Baxter. A lot of shocking names on that list. Uh, I was going to say, let me go with the ones that I'm shocking. You can add some in. So my shocks, Frankie Monet, mm-hmm. Ember Moon, yeah, Scarlet to an extent, Karrion mm-hmm. Cross, Keith Lee, Nia Jax, and actually B-Fab. Because with them bringing up Hit Row, and Hit Row doing so well so far, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that was the biggest shock to me, actually, was B-Fab. Because Hit Row, it just came in. They're on fire right now. One of the biggest stars to break through on SmackDown. And to see BFAB get released on that list there, that was probably the most shocking. Karrion Cross was also a puzzling one, too. Obviously, uh, him and Scarlett getting released together really kind of threw a curveball because they've been doing so well in NXT. And obviously, coming to the main roster, it's been a weird transition, to put it mildly. So to see them, and uh, Keith Lee was a big shock, too, and Frankie Monet. Also, Mia Yim was also released. I forgot to mention that next to Keith Lee. But, uh, well, I, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it really does suck. And uh, we'll play armchair quarterback where we think some of these people go. I can tell you right off front, I, I'm very excited for this. If you only have no Trey Baxter from NXT, it's a great disservice to him because he wrestled in the Indies as a na- guy named Blake Christian. He's going back to Blake Christian. You know why we know? Because he's already confirmed for to make his GCW return on December 3rd and 4th. I'm freaking out. And angry. the last time we saw him in GCW, he had a fucking banger with the Blackheart Leo Rush. Yeah. So I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, Pad says, I hate seeing people get let go, but Mia Yim and Scarlett didn't entirely surprise me. We hadn't heard from them in a good few months. I agree with you there. I hate seeing people get let go, too. So that's what I'm going to have to get into realism. And we're going to put our real hats on. And not our argument hats, not mm-hmm. our rant hats. We're just going to put on our real hats, and we got to speak for reals. Okay? And it's going to be a hard one. So I want to start off by saying I'm a fan of a lot of people on this list. A lot of them. Yeah. Big time fan. I mean, I've known Mia Yim for a long time. Very big fan of hers. Like you, like Pad said, they haven't done much with her lately, but still, big fan. I'm a big fan of Keith Lee. Very nice guy. Very big fan of Keith Lee. Trey Baxter. I love Trey Baxter. Like, and the list goes on. Frankie Monet. I love me some Taya Valkyrie. Exactly, etc. We can sit here all day and talk about it. I think, like like Diesel, I think that Karrion Cross may be a douche, but Killer Cross is a fucking amazing professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how he is in real life yeah. at that point, Juncture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's not say that Rich hates people who got let go because that's obviously not a case. Also, let me dispel a couple of rumors out there. There's a lot of rumors flying around before we dive into the what it really is and having the hard conversation. Uh, there is no evidence that anybody was let go because of COVID protocols. Uh, so I don't want to hear that shit. I don't mm-hmm. want to hear that some people are unvaxxed or vaxxed. They may be, they may not be. It doesn't matter. Maybe that was the, the recommendation or something for some of them. Maybe it wasn't. At the end of the day, I don't think that that played a big part in any of this. Yeah. If if you're asking me. Also, it, it, enough with the they made, they made profits. They should keep everybody on bullshit. Because here's where we jump in. Let's jump into the real meat and potatoes. Let's have the... Difficult conversation that people are going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you saying that. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, WWE, just like everybody else, is a business. Whether you like them or not, 
Whether you like what they do or not, they are a business 110%. And as a business, your job is to make money. That's it. If you owned a business or if you've ever ran a business, you understand your one job is to make money for that business. Whether it's your, because your livelihood's on the line. Whether you're running a business as a manager somewhere, they pay you to do that. Or whether you own a business, which that is literally your paycheck. That's how you support your family. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it doesn't matter that they're making record profits and all that happy jazz. At the end of the day, it is a business. So as a business move, they decided to let people go and they have released 77 people, I think was the count, right, Pad? Hit 71, me up in the chat, I think. 71, something like that. Hit me up in the chat, make sure I'm uh, right on those numbers. But anyways, it's over 70. Either way you go, 70 plus people this year. Well, guess what? They inflated their roster for one of two reasons. The reason that they admit, and I think it's both reasons, by the way. I want to throw this out there. I think both of these reasons play. The main reason that they've said is because they were intending on opening up NXTs all over the world like they did with NXT UK. They want to do NXT Japan, NXT Australia, NXT Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, there was a European one, if I'm not I think Germany, if I'm not mistaking. So they wanted to open up 71 just this year. Thank you, Pat. So they wanted to open up all those places. So that's why they were signing a lot of talent because they were going to seed them from talent with the states along with local talent. So that was one of the reasons they hired. The other reason that they don't admit to, but we all know, is when they, when AEW first appeared, they were nervous that AEW was going to be competition, as they should be. The last time Vince laughed off competition, it was WCW, and he lost a lot of money. They came out on top, but there were some slim years, as we've heard about numerous times. You know, they took the water coolers out of Titan Towers. Yep. So, it, trust me, it was touch and go. So, he doesn't, he's never, even if he laughs it off and says it's not competition, he's never going to make that mistake again. Let's be honest. He didn't make that mistake with Impact. He's not going to make that mistake, or sorry, TNA at the time when they challenged him. And he's not going to make that mistake with AEW. But now he's seeing what the rest of us are seeing. Like I said before, they're not really a threat to him. He's still making money. He's still dominating in the market. Let's be honest. No matter how anybody wants to spin it. So, it could, he could let go people. And that's what he's been doing because they were so oversaturated. The reason that's a thing is because you only have X amount of spots. On a TV program, on a wrestling card in general, you only have X amount of spots. That's why when you guys are like, well, we haven't seen Ricochet and I want to see Ricochet or we haven't seen this person and I want to see that person. Well, there's only so much TV time to go around. AEW is running into this problem currently because they're signing a lot of people. We're going to get to that in a minute. But... At the end of the day, these are business decisions. We don't have to like them as fans because we're fans. We don't have to like them. But that doesn't mean we have to make up excuses or say they don't know what they're doing or say whatever. Obviously, they know what they're doing if they're on pace to make over a billion dollars in profits this year. They obviously know what the fuck they're doing. We can say that we don't like what they're putting on TV. That's fine. That's why I don't watch Raw or SmackDown. We can say that we don't like the direction of uh, their talent or how they're treating talent or whatever. That's fine. But you can't get on here and make up he doesn't know what's going on. He obviously knows enough that he's getting, you know, he's making money and yeah. a lot of it. It's the one thing that Vince has been doing rather boldly this year. And as, as a fan, I hate seeing the releases. I do. I hate seeing anybody lose their job. I agree. But at the end of the day, money makes Vince's world go round. This is nothing new. And I think what he has just done is with him and Nick Khan steering the ship and taking WWE into their most financially successful year going, they are really tightening the books and doing less or more with less. And it's not a popular thing to see, but at the end of the day, it's still the brand that keeps rolling and they keep doing these roster cuts because 
with all the spots that they're quote-unquote losing, they have a whole developmental program going on right now called NXT 2.0 that they can plug and play a lot of people that are going to be breaking out from Tuesday nights onto the main rosters within the next six months. Guarantee you that. I agree. Uh, young Padawan Jay in the chat says, go back and watch this segment from the SmackDown before Survivor Series where it was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT, and they were all brawling. As cool as it was, it's insane to think they had that many people on payroll at one time with a little time as they had. Uh, at one point in Juncture, I know the source was Jim Cornette. Uh, he was breaking it down on his show. I read an article about it. But before they started laying people off, they had 155 people signed. That was what they had on their roster on WWE.com between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. That's not counting trainees that weren't listed yet. That was wow. only the rostered members. 155. That was last year. That was before the cuts. So when you take away 71, you still have 84. The quick math. That's crazy. So there's still 84 members of the roster. So it's a lot. And you only have three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. That's five hours. And two hours of NXT. So, you know, that's seven hours of TV time. That's all you have. Mm. That's really all you have. And if you count, like, NXT UK and you count, you know, some of the other internet stuff that they do. 205 Live. they still do 205 Live and I think. think They do 205 Live and I think there's another show they do as well. Because I don't watch it. Main event. I think they might still do main event. So even if you count those shows, that's only adding on another three hours of TV time. So 10 hours of time is not a lot of time. It's like, it's, you know, we're going to get to AEW in a second because we're going to talk about where we think some of these people should land and who would be the most advantageous to pick them up. But you have to be careful because if you don't have the time, you're not pushing guys, and then they're just taking up some of their money. So now you get to that argument that you like to hear, and it's always, well, they're making record funds. Why can't they just keep these guys employed? Well, you're not going to always make record funds. And if you keep all these guys employed, your funds are going to come down. And what if you have a bad fiscal year next year? Mm -hmm. What if you have a bad fiscal year for the next five years? Like an over a billion dollar year is going to float the company for a while in case business goes down. You can never prepare as a business for the highest of highs, that might go away. Yeah. Like you're it's 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 a dumb argument to make and I, I get it. I get people are so f- much of ravenous fans of wrestling or of WWE or f- of particular people that they go in there. But here's what I want to also say to you. You were the same people months ago saying they're not using Keith Lee right. They're not using Karrion Cross right. They're not using this person right. They're not using that person right. And then when they get let go, you're like, "How dare they?" Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have it one or the other. And we're going to get in this conversation here because some of these parties are going to land. Some of them are just going to go to the independents. Some of them are going to land in Impact. Some of them are going to land in, in uh, uh, AEW because those are the only places signing right now. And the ones that are in the, in, the, in the indies, trust me, I think there's a lot of benefits there. A lot of indies are running strong. Look at GCW. Look at all the sub ones for J, GCW, like JCW and LA Fight Club is, or LA Fight Society is starting up soon. Uh, look at like AIW while, while they're running. Even here locally, Excite Wrestling's running pretty hot. And then Ring of Honor is coming back as an independent company in April. Mm-hmm. So like without contracted workers. So you're going to get work. And, and that's the nice part. That's the only silver lining right now. It wasn't like when they laid people off in the middle of the pandemic and nobody could get work. That was kind of shitty. Yeah. Now, let's be honest. We could all agree on that. Facts. So now at least you can get work. But like, let's just keep in mind, like, I know it's not the sexy answer. I know it's not the buzzworthy answer. And I know some people are going to get mad about that and say, how are you defending the evil corporation? I'm not defending them. I'm just saying that this is the reason they're cutting people. At the end of the day, it's business is business. I mean, it's not something we're you know cheering about, but we understand that at the end of the day, it's a business of sports entertainment. 
So one of the things I did in the wrestling business and we've talked about in the past is I was actually a booker for a while. That means I was setting up who was on shows and who whatever. So I understand how many people can go on a show because let's say we're running a show and we're going to have seven matches. That means I have seven matches worth of guys I can plug in. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, there's also a budget. Now, on the indies, the budget's a little lower, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, there's not contract guys, but there's a budget. No matter what, the one thing that crosses over is there's only, only so many slots on a show that you can put talent in. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's only so much. You can't add more time. You can't take more time away. Because especially if you're on TV, you have TV time allotted. That's something AEW is running a problem with when they're rushing at the end of the show because they're not timing out their shows right. Mm -hmm. And I've uh, heard other rumors that I won't throw it out there that they even do that on their tapings. Mm -hmm. But they're running out of time and bumping stuff because they don't have it. They're not making people stick to their times, which is a very important thing to do. Even in independent wrestling, we write down times sure. to make sure people are sticking to them because you only have a finite time and only finite spots. That is why people are doing what they're doing. Uh, so with that being said, a reason I saved that to the end is because we got to talk about where we think some of these people might land. And AEW, as much as, as Tony Khan says, is getting to the part where they're full. Mm -hmm. uh, before I go in, Pad says, if you're a restaurant that offers a sandwich that isn't making you money, why would you continue to offer it? If you're losing money buying supplies for a pro uh, product, nobody is buying. That's true. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And here's where parody comes in. I know I talked about this last week. So on your card, you can't have too much parody. You can't have too many of the same things because then it loses the crowd. Uh, we've heard about it in the past. Colt Cabana was very uh, honest about his time in WWE. He was like, well, I just came at the wrong time. Scotty Goldman was a comic act. It was a comedic act. Well, guess what? They had Santino Morella, and honestly, nobody's better than that guy yeah. in the comedy round. So why would I succeed on Because you can't have both of us because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. And that's the same thing that happens in wrestling. So what people a lot of times complain about is, and this is where you'll really see it, is why do you have guy A when guy B and C do the same thing and they're better? Yeah. And that's what they're looking at. So a guy like Keith Lee, as much as I like Keith Lee, Keith Lee's a little older now. Keith Lee's also had some health issues, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately for him, they have a kid down in NXT called Odyssey Jones, mm -hmm. who is a younger athletic version and can grow into it. And I'm not saying I love Keith Lee, yeah, but I understand that you have that. It was the same thing when they let Ruby Soho go. They had her replacement in Shotzi Blackheart. She's doing just fine, folks. Mm -hmm. So it, it is what it is. You have to get your spot and keep your spot. That's just how it works. I mean, Keith Lee, to an extent, his push was taken by Damian Priest, and Priest has ran with it. Yeah. Why would you take it away to give it back? It makes no sense. That's like punishing somebody for doing a good job. Uh, another, uh, I was reminded to me by Crazy Curtis. He said, you know, remember when uh, Mustafa Ali Got bumped from Hell in a Cell. Yep. And Kofi took his spot. And what happened? Kofi, Kofi mania. mania. Great call. So what are you going to do? Were you going to punish Kofi and, and change things around when you guys had the world? And I was there at 35. That moment was amazing when he wins the belt. Mm -hmm. Amazing. You would have traded that because, well, Mustafa Ali should have had the spot, so we got to get rid of Kofi. Like, it doesn't make sense. So on the card, and we talked about it last week with the ROH guys, there's some parody in, in AEW already of people that they don't technically need. And I don't know how it's going to get over. But once again, it's up to them. So Frankie Monet would be great in AEW because they need a great veteran in their women's division. With that being said, she's going back to impact. Yeah, I definitely see her winding up there. I mean, I think the lot, AEW would be smart to get her. But I think that she, impact is, is so home for her. 
and allows her to have a lot more freedom to go down the indies. So, I mean, she'll be thriving there. Ember Moon, same thing. AEW could really use her in the women's division. I don't know. I would sign her right away. So I'm thinking that's where she should sign. I, I just don't, I can't guarantee that. So she might be impact bound as well. I'm going to say AEW though. I'm, I'm Hopefully they do sign. Yeah. I, I, I want them to sign her. Scarlet's a little more interesting because it's basically a package deal. Ladies and gentlemen, the smoke show is back. So you, we might as well throw in kill, killer cross with this as well. Scarlet and killer cross have been an impact. They could go back to impact. I am saying this now. AEW needs a star like him. Mm-hmm. I would sign Killer Cross to AEW. That is one one of the guys non negotiable AEW needs to sign. I agree. And Scarlet's a package, so take her too. I agree. The Killer Smoke Show should go to AEW, but I'm going to say AEW for reasons don't because that's a logical move. That like you touched upon, they need that star character, that edgy brute force that just can walk in the cage and just demands that attention. I, th- but it's, it's too logical. I just, for some reason, I think that they're going to go maybe try making one more run at Bray Wyatt and put him in that spot. And then killer cross will be outside looking in, even though he shouldn't. So like I say, killer smoke show goes indies and tears it up. I agree. Uh, Pat said, I think Scarlet and cross have already booked some indie days. Uh, I do believe they have, the thing of the matter is, is that an AEW can work in the indies still, so that doesn't stop them from signing all to all in wrestling. Right. Uh, the only thing that would stop is if they sign with Impact or New Japan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so yeah, because most of the guys are a, actually all of the guys in the AEW roster are allowed to work the indies. It's by choice if they do or not. Mm. Uh, next up, we uh, you know what the two guys that got released, and I forgot to mention Lindsay Dorado earlier. Two guys got I understand they asked for their releases. Lindsay Dorado and right. Grand Metalik. Uh, I think those guys are going to be just fine. Impact Wrestling might be a thing, but they could also just hang out in the Indies, go to Mexico, and hang out in the Indies and be just fine. I see them indie bound. Not to mention, let's give shout-outs to Lince Dorado, putting motherfuckers in their place. He said, you want to talk shit on the internet, talk shit to my face, and uh, let's just say Izzy's dad is no longer on Twitter. Mm. And he no-showed. He no-showed, even though he had a parking pass and ticket waiting. By the way, congratulations to Lince Dorado because he won that... uh, BJJ uh, Gi competition. So yeah. if you know anything about BJJ Gi competitions, it's very much lots of submission, lots of grappling. Little There's some strikes, but not too many. Uh, it's it's really fun if you're really into the sport of mixed martial arts because it's like the purest pure. Yes. And uh, he took home first place. It's, it's Yeah. Congrats to him. And wow, that whole story. So you never know. He might just be saying, fuck it. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's just uh, do what we got to do and uh, scrap it up down there in BJJ. Facts. Uh, Oni Lark got uh you know, i think oni larkin is gonna is just indie bound yeah i could see them signing him to impact but i would just say indie bound i think indie bound or where he will flourish more oh absolutely uh let's put them together because they're together keith lee and mia yim i hear a lot of people thinking keith lee and AEW. unfortunately i just don't know if that i don't know if that works i don't really know if that's the right fit especially since allegedly He's he was rough to work for for WWE. Once again, we don't know if that's true or not. Just because he said he wasn't, you know, you're never going to say you were. So we don't know what's true. We just know that Bruce Pritchard said that uh, he was uh, rather rough to work with. So if that is true at all, he would be rather rough to work with at AEW. He'd be another Brian Cage for them. Yeah. So I don't know if you need that necessarily. And I'm not saying that he is that way. I'm just saying if that is true at all, 
That is not. Plus, you have to remember, there's a lot of things. So I really think that the best bet for Keith Lee and Mia Yim as a, as a couple is to probably get some indie dates and maybe get booked over there at Impact because I think he'd do very well at Impact Wrestling. I think so, too. I, I see them more going indie route than going to AEW. And I think, like I said, they'll flourish on there. And then the, I could see them either getting re-signed maybe to WWE or going to AEW maybe in about like six, nine months. Nia Jax, she's she's gonna she's she's gonna try to go to AEW, but it ain't gonna work. Yeah, no, I, I I I think go indie, back to modeling. Indies are indies would be the the route I think she Her goes. And Eva Marie, go back to modeling. Yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think wrestling is for you. Just I'm just saying that. I, you know, you can be mad at me if you want. B-Fab, though, I was really upset about B-Fab, man. If I was AEW, out of spite, yeah. <laughs> I would sign B-Fab. I'm just throwing that out of there. Just if pure spite. That's the most shocking release of them all. With that being said, I I, I can see her picking up some indie days because she really lo- has the wrestling bug, and I could also see her getting signed to Impact because I think she would be amazing in that knockouts division. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, wherever she lands, she's going to tear it up. And like I said, that's the most shocking release, I think, of everybody on the list, in my opinion. I'm going to be honest, the next three I really didn't get to see too much of. They were all down in NXT training, and that would be uh, Katrina Cortez, Jesse Camilla, and Jeet Rama. I didn't get to see a ton of what they do. So I would say that probably the best route for them is Indies, or if they can get signed by AEW or Impact. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're advantageous with the flooded roster in AEW. I don't think that they needed to sign job people. Mm. So I think that they should just continue to do what they do and bring in some indie workers to do the jobs because uh, that makes it a lot nicer for the indie workers and for them. I'm just saying, uh, keep your keep your uh, payroll down. And if they do well enough in the indies, some places like Impact can pick them up because the knockouts division is talented. Yeah, I say indies for at least six months and just kind of build their names up because like you touched upon, I don't know who they are and they're not really ringing a bell. So if that's the case, that might be... You know, something to light some fire under their names for the independent scene and then go f- see where it goes from there. Of course, lighting the world on fire for me because I'm a big fan. Blake Christian, Trey ba- a.k.a. Trey Baxter. Uh, we already know he's booked for GCW already. He booked uh, as soon as like his 30 days happened to be up before it. So he's booked on December 3rd and 4th for GCW already. So I'm he's hitting the ground running. I could see him getting a deal with uh, impact in the long run of things. But he's going to go back to the indies and just have the success that he had. And I, I don't think that's a problem. As a matter of fact, I think it's the best thing for him. I agree. Indies for him. And uh, like I said, he's hitting that ground running too, baby. Yeah. I'm loving every minute of it because I get to see him back in GCW. And if you've never seen him wrestle as Blake Christian, December 3rd and 4th, uh, the Los Angeles shows for GCW, please, please, please order those and watch what he can really do in the ring. Then you'll really be mad at WWE for dropping the ball because yeah, he's, like, he's phenomenal. You'd be like, what just happened? Yeah. So I can see him doing very well for himself in the indies and then maybe, maybe slide into that X division slot. But if you notice, I was very careful and I only picked a few people for the AEW. Mostly the top tier women and then I said Killer Cross should go there pretty much for the men. And that was it. There's a reason behind that. I think that they're getting oversaturated and there's that rumor of Ring of Honor and I want to say a little birdie told me that that, that rumor, names to be seen and whatever, I'm not pulling some bullshit on you ken was there for the conversation mm-hmm. but we won't name people because mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be a dick Facts. so that there's a lot of chatter in the AEW locker room that that ain't that the ring of honor signings are a real thing so that means if they signed even if they didn't sign all 10 of those guys that was on their list even if they only signed six that means there's they're, they're already oversaturated so you can't sign too many of these guys without getting further saturated there's already guys that we're not seeing on tv at all there's guys that we're not even seeing on dark or dark elevation now because there's just not enough time 
it's a scary thing to just see how that roster is getting blown up. And as much as it's great to see everybody signed, there's not enough TV time in the world to showcase everybody. That's why you don't see Joey Janela and that freshman class that was at that press conference way back when. They're not on TV all the time, if at all. I agree. It's it's a damn shame because they're damn good, man. Yeah. And and once again, I get it though because it's oversaturated, and that's why I keep forewarning. And people are like, no, it's not. It is. That's why, like I said, if you if you're wondering why Rusev, sorry, Miro now lost the belt and then had he stepped in since his loss of the belt a month ago, he hasn't wrestled to the point that their screen for him still showed him as the TNT champion. They had to get rid of it on air because somebody was like, oh, shit, we never checked that because he wasn't on TV for over a month. And he's one of your big stars. He's a former champion. He's now going on because he's filling in for an injury. He is now going on to have a big match at full gear. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> guys, and I, I'm, I'm not talking shit. I love AEW, but they're going to have to start making some either cuts or something because they just don't have the spots and we're not seeing people. And eventually that backlash is going to happen because the internet, the IWC and the internet that made them is going to get mad when they're not using their darlings. Mm -hmm. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. The honeymoon phase will be over very, very soon. Uh, Pad. Pat has uh, grace, gr graciously said that uh, has AEW finally learned their lesson? He said he thinks that Lex Luger may have the answer to that. I don't know. Lex, do you have an answer for our good friend, Padawan J? I don't know. Yeah, he got he gave you an answer. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's, that's the best he got for you, Jay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, by the way, uh, just to throw out there, even though we're talking real names, Padawan Jay is, is my favorite Josh Allen of the week. Yeah. <laughs> the Josh Allen, the one Josh Allen totally dropped the ball. The other Josh Allen had a good game, but I feel like it was a work. <laughs> well, he is having a good week because early happy birthday to our Padawan Jay. Oh, well. there you go. Get a happy birthday here on 607 TWS. Always a fun time. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I just think that uh, it's still it's too bad that people lost, but let's not act like uh, I'm the OG. <laughs> I don't know. I think one of them might be older than you. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, probably not, though. No, they're both no, in their think, 20s. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, I just uh, I just don't know, man. I just I did. Let's not argue about why they did it, and let's not add in partisanship because that's not needed. Let's not message WWE, former WWE workers, with who you want them to work with. It's not going to work that way. Let's not get mad at Tony Khan when he doesn't sign everybody that, that you want him to sign. He just can't do it. He just can't do it. And that's what I'm trying to say here. Let's look at this like a business and a business decision, even though it fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Let's keep our fanship to our fanship and move up and be, you know, and be positive about it. If you if you're looking at the bright sides, if any of these guys work the indies, you might get to see them close to your home and when you weren't before. Yes. And if any of them do get on Impact or AEW, you might be able to still see them on TV and, and going ahead. Or even New Japan, for that matter. Because let's be honest, New Japan made that big move last week and signed uh, one Buddy Matthews out from under everybody. Yes. So it's not like they're not uh, in the market, if you will. You know, they're, they're, they're out there. They're making them signings. They're, they're making things happen. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. 
Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the opening contest. We're going to take a quick break. You're going to, if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to see the information for the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. And if you're at home, you're just going to hear some great music by our good friend Second Suitor. Uh, when we come back, it's the mid card. We're going to do Indie Roundup. We're going to be talking about the upcoming GC previewing the upcoming GCW weekend and also previewing New Japan Pro Wrestling's Battle in the Valley. All of that and much more in the mid card after this break. You won't be a hole with a hole in your heart Clinging to something that tears you apart Your body won't heal, you can't fix your mind The longer you wait, the longer you're wasting time And you won't get better You thought you stole the sun Now you're stuck in shitty the break awesome to hear second suitor always and uh, we got to see uh, tyler in person this week yes we do we are long overdue to get him on the show we did definitely need to get him on this show we will we will make it happen uh by the way uh the uh, mid card is brought to you by independentwrestling.tv uh go there to get all the great action in independent wrestling there's something for everybody and if you go right now and use the promo code absolute you will get five free days to check out the service Ooh. and then for $9.99 a month you get a ton of different stuff it is definitely a worthwhile thing ironically enough in the indie roundup we're not talking about anything that's on IWTV but they are the sponsor so they get to they get to shine for a second uh let's start off by talking about our local indie that we both attended this week because we're going to break this one down the other two we're just going to kind of go over results and plug them because they were very good shows over the weekend but let's start off with the one we were at and that is excite wrestling ken m take it away so excited wrestling presented one will fall live at the x the biggest crowd they've had in the home of excite wrestling in the oakdale mall uh over 440 people i believe was the final count 440 plus yes great day of action and what a main event the steel cage did not disappoint steel cage mayhem g raver and k lothrick versus masada and hc loke uh wild way to finish the show sean carr Came up just short against Matt Cardona, which was a great match in its entirety, too. And just the excitement that was in the crowd, too, just really carried through the entire show. We have a new international uh, Excite champion and a heel turn from LSG, too. There's so much going on. And then we got uh, news about Excite Fight Club coming December 4th to the X. Davey Richards and All Ego Ethan Page are going to be in the house for that one. Absolutely great event. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Uh, if you are in the 607, go to ExciteWrestling.com for all ticket information, especially for December 4th. Uh, also, uh, if you want, you can go on to Twitch.tv slash ExciteWrestling. Excite is spelled, by the way, X-C-I-T-E, just so you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can check out the last event. It is still up. 
Uh, very good uh, time to check it out. And also, it will be live again on Twitch coming up on December 4th. Uh, we did this this time. We didn't. We forgot about we could do this in the past. But we will also be hosting it on uh, 607 Podcast on Twitch. So yes. twitch.tv slash 607 Podcast. We will be hosting it on December 4th as well. So that way, at least we can spread out the beam a little bit. So if you don't remember, we will pump up both the Excite channel and 607 uh, Podcast channel because we want you to see the event. So December 4th, mark that date in your calendars. And until then, go over to twitch.tv slash Excite Wrestling to check out one will fall. Thank you. I forgot the name of it, even though the ring announcer said it literally before every match. Yes. That's why I just say the use the hashtag excite fall. Listen, I'm not saying anything else about the ring announcing. I'm just throwing it out there. Johnny Moose, call me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk about the two shows. We're just going to go through the results of these shows. Pretty good shows went down this weekend. Both are affiliates of the awesome GCW Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, first up is Hybrid Wrestling, and uh, Hybrid Wrestling is on its own YouTube channel. You can check it out on YouTube.com. Just type in Hybrid Wrestling. It'll come right up for you. And it was called Hybrid Friday Night Fights. Uh, of course, it went down on Friday night, the uh, 5th of November. Uh, from Chester, Pennsylvania at the Harris Philadelphia Casino. Uh, they like to wrestle out of that, and it's a very nice venue, by the way. Can't knock that. Uh, your commentary was done by GCW Zone, MLJ, Glenn Mutz, and Sam Laterna. Okay. We opened up with a six-man tag team match. It was uh, and uh, Young, Dumb, and Broke, the, the version of it, which is Charlie Tiger, Ellis Taylor, and Griffin McCoy with Young Jordan Oliver in their corner, defeated the Big Vin squad, which was Big Vin, uh, Kristen Robinson, and Mike Swanson. It was a 12-minute and 15-second match. All of these... Uh, all these young kids, man, they're getting it done in a big, bad way. Get familiar with them. Uh, next up was the MPW title match. Uh, it was a women's title. And uh, your champion, uh, Holly Dead, defended the title against Tasha Steeles in a 13-minute and 25-second match. Very good match. Both very talented, if you don't know them. Next up was a match that I was super pumped on between two young superstars in the making. Atticus Coger defeated Marcus Mathers in 11 minutes and 29 seconds. And, yes, the skewers did come out. Uh, Koger, what can you say? Star, bona fide superstar right there. Next up, very big fan of this. Uh, the one called Manders. It's been a while since I've seen him. He defeated Conan Lycan in 13 minutes and 27 seconds, and this was a Haas division battle. Yeah, I was going to say, with Manders involved, had to be. We had a three-way elimination match where, at the end of the day, Sahara Seven defeated Amber Rodriguez and Jared Evans. Uh, first eliminated was Jared Evans, and then... Uh, Sahara defeated Amber, secondly, to win the match. Next up, we had a great women's competition. Got 18 minutes and 24 seconds, by the way. Okay. Allie Catch going one-on-one with Trisha Dora. Ooh. By the way, Trisha Dora is catching a lot of buzz out there, rightfully so, and Allie Catch is no slouch herself. It was beautiful, man. Then we had our uh, co-main event, the brother of Atticus Coger. Al Otis Coger defeated the legend Gangrel in 14 minutes and 45 seconds. If you haven't seen Gangrel lately, he can still get get it done in the ring. Yeah, ageless wonder right there. By the way, if you're also looking to train and you're in Florida, he has his uh, wrestling school down there. Uh, fucking doing amazing stuff. Great, A lot of great people coming out of it. Check him out if you're looking for training. And then the main event of the evening, we had a women's match for the main event. As Mercedes Martinez defeated Masha Slamovich in 13 minutes and 56 seconds. And ladies and gentlemen, I can confirm that it it, it, it was a hard-hitting match. Oh, yeah. With those two ladies involved, it, it, you there was no question about that. But that is a hell of a main event. 
All right, this is tiny print because the Sunday show was for Jersey Championship Wrestling. You can find their stuff on YouTube by going to the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. So Game Changer Wrestling, because they are direct supported by them, is where you go. Uh, we had commentary team of Billy Dixon, MLJ, Nick Knowledge, and Veda Scott. They all were mixing it in. And, of course, uh, MLJ was also your ring announcer for the day. And the show was called Series of Survivals. Love it. And uh, they, they may or may not have used the old school Survivor Series entrance in the beginning of the show. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, so let's go. All of them were eight-man elimination tag team matches. Oh, throwing it back. Uh, in the first bout, we had the Tri-State Icons, Acadia, Arcadia, Azrael, Grim Reefer, and Slayer. They defeated the Lloyd's Legends, which was made up of Dylan McKay, Jimmy Lloyd, Marcus Mathers, and Steve Sanders. I'm not going to go through all the eliminations, but it was a good match. That sounds like a fun match. The next match, we had the Hoosiers, the team of Ace Perry, Braden, Braden Lee, Cole Radrick, and Hoodfoot defeat the Shooters, which was made up of Janai Kai, Robert Martyr, Yoya, and a returning hot sauce, Tracy Williams, making uh, making his, because uh, Ring of Honor was holding him down. Yep. Guess what? He's back out there and made an appearance at JCW. Oh, that's dope. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Hoosiers won that match. Next up, we had uh, the eight-man tab between Incoherence and Friends. So it was Crowbar, Delirious, Edith Surreal, and Erica Lee. And they defeated Young, Dumb, and Broke, Charlie Tiger, Ellis Taylor, Griffin McCoy, and Jordan Oliver. So the entirety, by the way, 23 minutes and 9 seconds for the second longest match of the night. I can see that, obviously, with Young, Dumb, and Broke involved. But Incoherence and, and Friends, what a team. Yeah. Crowbar, Delirious, Edith Surreal and Erica Lee. That is a mix of characters right there. Next up, we had uh, the Nasty Team, which was made up of Billy Dixon, Daboli uh, Dalahari, Joshua Bishop, and Nasty Leroy. And they defeated the Big Vin squad of Big Vin, Bradley, Bradley Prescott the Fourth, Steve Scott, and Veda Scott. Hmm. And uh, let's just say that uh, Joshua Bishop was eliminating a lot of people. Uh, I could fully see that happening. That's all you need to know. Folks. Yeah. And last but not least, in the main event of the evening, we had Connors Cuties, the team of Billy Starks, Charlie Evans, Everett Connors, and Joey Janella. And they defeated Mason's Mercenaries, made up of Charles Mason, Slade, Bam Sullivan, and Cesar Bonani. Ooh. And, but Cesar got booed the last time he was in JCW. I was just going to say. If you remember. And uh, he made his return. Uh, actually, it was a pretty good match overall, too. And of course. Shout-outs to Joey Janela for making that return to the Rizzing. Yes, I mean, obviously, Janela on the Indies is so good. I just want to throw it out to you guys. If you guys don't already know, once again, let's remind you, Hybrid Wrestling on YouTube. Check it out. You can find the shows. All of their shows are up there. Check out some of their old shows. Check out the new show as well. And then, of course, uh, go to Game Changer Wrestling on YouTube. All the JCW shows are on there, including this one. And if you watch Dear Summer... You may, on the hard cam side, you will see myself and Diesel the whole show. You can tell me because I'm wearing a 3FN shirt. Hell yeah. So there you go. Uh, so with that being said, let's kick it into some previews because we got three shows to preview Ken M. We got three shows. And two of those shows belong to Game Changer Wrestling. As we've had a three-week break, now they're back, costing me more money that I'm more than happy to spend, by the mm -hmm. way. Because both of these shows you can get on Fight 
TV. If you buy them together, you get a discount because they do offer a bundle. If not, you can pick and choose what show you want and you just pay more because some people might not be into the Nick Gage Invitational. We'll get to that in a minute. Right. But first up is GCW Evil Deeds coming to you from the Knights of Columbus Hall in Detroit, Michigan. And it will have a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start. Both fight and their website are in agreement to that. Just so you know, because the next show, there's a little bit of disagreeance, so you're going to have to watch. We will try to keep you update, updated as much as we can through our Twitter handles. But let's talk about Evil Deeds first. Hell are yeah. you ready? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely excited about this one. Connor uh, Everett Connor's girlfriend's in action because Charlie Evans will be taking on Japanese legend Rina Yashami, uh, Yama Mishida. Okay. Next up, we have another women's match on the card. The dangerous Alley Catch to going one-on-one with Chelsea Green. I'm fucking excited about this one. Uh, who who you got in that match? Man? Oh, I'm taking Alley Catch all day. Alley Catch, I'm with you on that one. The first match, I don't. I'm gonna. Th- I think Green is gonna win, but uh, Charlie Evans is really good. She's from Australia. If you haven't seen her yet, super good. Next up, we have a tag team match, and I'm I'm assuming this one's gonna get a little hardcore, if not slight death matchy, because all of these guys are in the death match tournament the next day. It is the team of Jeff King and Neil Diamond Cutter mm. taking on your three peat tournament of survival winning, the king of the death match, Alex Cologne, and he is teaming with the GCW. Ultra violent champion, ultra violent deathmatch champion, Masashi Takata. That's right, baby. I will, yeah, uh, Cologne, Team Cologne all day. Well, the next uh, the next match was a call-out. Uh, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne made a fucking call-out, and the call-out has been accepted. They called out Atticus Coger and any member of 440 he wanted to choose as his partner. So we're getting Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne against Atticus Coger and the returning Eddie only. Give me Team Coger. I think that they're going to definitely put this over. I mean, I love what Jordan Oliver is doing with Nick with Nick Wayne and Kogar. Like the three-way feud, they're kind of building off each other. That's why GCW is so smart with their feuds. And that's why I say I think you'll have a little dissension, which will cause the loss. And one of the biggest matches of the night, we have Alex Shelley t- going one-on-one with always ready Matt Cardona. Ooh. Ooh, that'll be a fun one. Uh, Cardona via shenanigans. I agree with you there. And the last match we have to mention, and mind you, I think they're going to add maybe one or two more matches to this, but the last match I will mention that they have listed that has been confirmed so far, Alex Zane and Tony Deppin against the second gear crew. They have it listed as Mance Warner and Matthew Justice. We know Mance Warner is injured, so I'm assuming that either one called Manders will be back, which would be awesome, or or we're going to get Black Death, the The motherfucking truth, AJ Gray in this match. Either way, they'll be represented. Okay, this actually makes a little sense then because I I could swear I saw on uh, Mance's Twitter that he posted the picture of when, uh, who was it, Perry Saturn broke his leg and, yeah. and did the leg drop off the top rope. Oh, Jesus. There was that picture online. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was if, it. If somebody's going to be crazy enough to do it, it will be old Mance. Yeah, so uh, second gear crew all day, though. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So let's go to the next day, which is November 13th, and then it will also be coming to you. It'll be coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. By the way, Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Uh, and that, of course, is turn- it's Nick Gage Invitational 6. Now, this will be a deathmatch tournament. Yes. So if you do not like deathmatches, just buy Evil Deeds, because I'm sure that, that show will be very good. If you like deathmatches, then get both. And this card is definitely for you. Uh, we had it listed two different times. It is listed <laughs> on Fight.tv at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and GCW has it listed at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
I'm going to say that it is 4 p.m. because they want to get it done before full gear. So I am guessing it is a 4 p.m. start time and just they didn't update it. Keep your eyes posted. We'll let you know when we know confirmed. But mm-hmm. GCW has a list as 4 p.m. All right, are you ready? Yes, let's do this. In a first-round death match, we have Alex Cologne versus Akira. Remember, Akira called out Alex Cologne. We are finally getting the match. First round, who you got? I, I, I don't want to go against Cologne. I really don't, but I'm taking Akira. I, this hurts me to do. Not that I have anything against Akira. I think he's great, but I, it's, I think the rookie is going to sneak out one here. By the way, Pat, the main event is not Nick Gage versus Domino's Pizza. Domino's was not brave enough to sponsor, so his favorite pizza is Pizza Hut. Yes. Pizza Hut. Uh, next up uh, we have, and we know, by the way, every match that Mas- Masashi Takata is in, he will be defending the GCW Ultraviolet Deathmatch Championship. That's yeah. important to note because the next match is a first-round match between Takata and 440's own Eric Ryan. Hmm. Because uh, of the stipulation, the champion moves on. I say Takeda as well. Yeah. Next up in the first round match for the Nick Gage Invitational, we have Rina Yashimita taking on Atticus Koger. Kogar is taking this. I, I'll be a bold prediction. I'm going to say Koger's taking it, but I'm going to make my bold prediction in a second. And last but not least, we only have one more match confirmed, and it is also a first-round match and a death match. Kid Osborne, of all people, to, to taking on TBA. I'm assuming it's Nick Gage himself, but then again, sometimes Nick Gage does not enter the tournament because it is his invitational. So it could be numerous people, but Kid Osborne, for whatever reason, is stepping in the death match world. Yeah, very surprised at this, the TBA, because obviously it's supposed to be Mance, but he's... Yeah, it was originally supposed to be Mass Warner. Could it be AJ Gray? It could be AJ Gray. It could be Matthew Justice. It could be Effie. It could be Nick Gage if he decides to say fucking just add some star power because of the fact that Mass Warner is a, is a pretty big deal. What if it's Matt Cardona? That would be fucking hilarious. But he said no more death matches. Right, right. But And Chelsea says no more death matches. So yeah. then he, he does the quick job to Kid Osborne, maybe. You know yeah. That? Uh, so my, my guess for the Nick Gage Invitational, by the way, is that Atticus Koger's taking it all. I'm and with he's you. walking out also the GCW Deathmatch champion. He's due. He's due. And I think if it's set up, I don't they, they don't have the brackets the way they're set up set up yet. So we don't know. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if the semifinals matches in Takeda versus Atticus and Atticus and Alex Cologne meet in the rematch of Tournament of Survival finals in the finals, and we just Ooh. have the other way around. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm on board. Kogar is due, like I say. For you want to talk about up and coming stars, he is ready. Give him a belt and let him run. I agree. I agree. I'm, I I can't wait for this. It's going to be awesome. Hell yeah! But that's not the only show that we have this weekend. That's not the only show on Saturday. I mean, in the main event, we're talking about Full Gear, which also goes down on November 13th on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Of course, we'll we'll plug ourselves some more then as well because yes. GP. But there's another huge card, huge Ken, coming up on Saturday night. You know who's running that card? That's right, some new Japan pro wrestling. And guess what? Not coming to you from Japan. Coming to you from San Jose, California. Oh, wow. And it's going to be a wonderful event. You can purchase this event on Fight.TV. It will be at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, in theory, depending upon mm-hmm. how over 
AEW Full Gear goes, you can actually have in time to watch New Japan. Now, here's the cool thing. If you should miss the beginning of the New Japan show, that's fine because Fight.TV, you can watch the rest live and then go back and stream because you'll have that forever. Or you can just wait till the next day to watch it and order it. But uh, that it will be available. Uh, NJPW Battle in the Valley is what it's called. Uh, before we talk about Battle in the Valley, I want to talk about one huge, huge piece of business. New Japan Pro Wrestling, we had a new IWGP United States champion crown. That man finally is Kenta. Yes. So congratulations to Kenta on becoming the IWGP United States champion finally. (laughs) Furthermore, in his post-match interview, he called out the fraud and the man who stole all his moves, CM Punk, to come get him some and challenge him for the United States title. I'm on board with this. 1,000%. 1,000%. He even went as far as saying he will show him how the go-to-sleep is supposed to work. <sighs> Kenta is so good. If you don't know, Kenta is the inventor of the go-to-sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's kind of intriguing. I can't wait to see that. Uh, it's going to be something, folks. But let's talk about Battle in the Valley. Because I think we got a solid fucking card. Top to bottom. Let's talk about it. Usually this goes in order, by the way. They usually announce their match orders. That's one thing that they do in Japan. They don't leave you up to guessing. So the first match of the evening will be LA Dojo member and standout young boy from from New Japan, Yua Uemura. Mm-hmm. You know him. You love yes. him. He's going to have one hell of a challenge because he's taking on the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Damn. That is going to be a great match. Uh, I, 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 couldn't, I, I couldn't ask for a better match. Yeah. Next up, if in bout two, we're going to have a tag team match. Violence Unlimited, represented by Chris Dickinson and Brody King, Ooh. are going to take on Stray God Army, Bateman, and Mysterioso. Oh, that'll be good. So we're getting a little bit of uh, Lucha in there as well. Yeah. And Violence Unlimited. Brody King, man. Next up, we got a classic 10-man te- tag team match. Because you know... It, and then New Japan does it the best. Mm-hmm. On one team, we have Rocky Romero, Fred Rosser, David Finley, uh, Alex, Co- uh, Alex Zane, and uh, Tom Coughlin. And they are taking on the team of Team Filthy, J.R. Kratos, Filthy Tom Lawler, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, and um, Isaacs. That'll be a good match. Woo, Royce Isaac. That's Sorry. a fun That's a fun. It's not Isaacs. It's actually Royce Isaac, but, you know, hey. Typos are allowed, folks. That's mm-hmm. what threw me off. I'm like, who's Isaac? Yeah. Oh, where's Isaac? Uh, next up, in the fourth match of the evening, we have LA Dojo students, uh, Connors and Fredericks, which both of them are very good. Fredericks is actually a teacher there. Connors is still a student. They're going to be taking on the United Empire team of Jeff Cobb and their newest member, TJP. Empire all day. Yeah. Next up. And I do not have word yet on if there's a title on the line here. It does not say. Okay. But we have Red, Su- Red Shoes' own son, who is now in the L.A. Dojo, on, on, on his uh, excursion, Ren Narita. You know, he was a young boy in Japan. We yep. got to watch him a lot. He is the son of famous New Japan uh, referee, referee Red Shoes. Now he's in the L.A. Dojo on excursion, and he's going to get a shot at the man who is the leader of the United Empire and your claim to be, actually, in my opinion as well, your reigning IWGP World's Heavyweight Champion. He has the belt. He never lost it. I'm talking Will Osprey. Damn, that's going to be fun. Does not say if it's a title match or not. I imagine I think they'll make it a title match. Next up, 
We've got the flamboyant one, Juice Robinson, going one-on-one -on -one with your reigning Impact Wrestling World's Heavyweight Champion, the Wrestling God Moose. Oh, that's good. That Juice Robinson, can't go wrong there. In the co-main event slot, and I'm saying it's a co-main event because it is, but it's actually the special attraction spot. We have the new signee to, uh, to New Japan, Secret No More Buddy Matthews. Remind it, remind you, I want to pick point this out. Think about this a minute. Mm -hmm. This is in the United States. This is San Jose. Buddy Matthews, they made a big deal sign him. We talked about it last week, how we're excited for that. Yes. Formerly known as Buddy Murphy. He is going one-on-one -on -one in the States in a 30-minute time limit match with the former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. Okada is in the States. He's in the States. That... But he will not be at full gear yeah, because right, it's the same say, night. I just want to throw that out there. Right. But they're pulling out all the stops. They got Okada. And, and what a feather in the cap for Buddy Matthews that absolutely just got signed and you get to face Okada. And your first major match. He's done some TV taping stuff so far. Sure, sure. But, but nothing super major yet. This is his first major match in New Japan, and he's going up against possibly the greatest wrestler in the world today. Yeah. That's, and in the States. This is a huge. rare sighting of Okada in the States. I mean, I know he did his excursion here in Impact. We like to not talk about that. Mm -hmm. But he does not come to the States often. No. So the fact that they're bringing him over to the San Jose show, very surprising to me and very telling how they feel about Buddy Matthews. Yes, and rightfully so. I mean, Matthews, we've always said, is, is a guy that, I mean, he is the best-kept secret, but he's no secret anymore. And, man, this could be a fun one to watch. Well... That wasn't the main event because we have one more match in the main event slot with a 60-minute time limit for the never open weight championship. Your champion, Jay White, the switchblade, the leader of the Bullet Club, possibly, because you know, there's some infighting there, mm -hmm. is going to go one-on-one -on -one with the Stone Pitbull, oh. Tamahiro Ishii. This is going to be a hard-hitting match. <laughs> I'm here for this. Man, New Japan is delivering another super solid card. I, 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 I love it. I can't, I can't say enough good about it. Ken M, how are you feeling about New Japan battle in the Valley? Stack top to bottom. If you're not familiar, get familiar. This is going to be one if you're on the East Coast, get some coffee ready. Stay up and watch this. It's going to be a fun one. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm probably buying fucking three pay-per-views this weekend yeah. and making my wife's head explode. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, I have some some people helping fund some of this, uh, especially because the AEW prices. Whew, that's steep, brother. Uh, yeah. The other two are going to cost me probably as much as the AEW show is going to cost me by itself. The other three shows. It's so wild. Two GCW shows and the New Japan show. But uh, I will be watching all of these. This is going to be a big wrestling weekend, and so that means next week we're going to have full-on reviews for you guys. Big wrestling weekend. Cannot wait for all these shows. Listen, man, if you're one of those people that's looking for something new to watch, this is a great weekend to jump on board. Uh, if you're not into deathmatch wrestling, I would suggest to steer clear of the Nick Gage Invitational. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but definitely check out Evil Deeds because that shows you what GCW is all about. GCW usually does one deathmatch a show, and then the rest is like what Evil Deeds is going to be. Yes. Nick Gage Invitational and Tournament of Survival are the two tournament death tournaments of year. And, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So as if you're squeamish on that, I completely understand. But ch definitely check out Evil D's. And, man, do you need any more of a reason to check out New Japan Pro Wrestling? No. 
No, you just had to say Okada and Buddy. By the way, if you're one of those people who are like, I watched New Japan when the Elite was there, it's not the same. J- tune in to New Japan Battle in the Valley and tell me it's still not the same. Yeah. Tell me it's still not great. Or take the even bigger dodge and go out there to uh, njpwworld.com, pay that 999 yen a month, which works out to be around a little over $9 American. And you know what? Find out yourself. There's still got it going on over there. I've, I've never lost touch, and I love every minute of it. And I will definitely be watching... Uh, Depending upon uh, how wrestling down I am, it'll be whether I watch it live or if I watch it the next day because we got Nick Gage Invitational into full gear. So I don't know if I want to go three shows in a row. I don't know. We'll find out. It depends. We'll play by ear. Depends on how Rich feels after All Out. If All Out's a good, or not All Out, sorry, Full Gear. Full Gear's a good show. I might, might try to squeeze the last one in just because. Yeah. But if Full Gear is a stinker, yeah, yeah, it'll be turn off the feed. It'll and go be home. like I'm going to go home and I'll watch New Japan tomorrow when I can have my palate cleansed and, and be great. Yes, and watch gratefulness. But with that being said, we're going to take our final break. If you are watching us on Twitch, that's right, on Twitch, that means you're going to see the information for the Three Fat Nerds podcast. But if you're at home, you're just going to hear some great, 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 great music by our friends. The Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. Yay. I haven't played the Phosphines in a while. I love the Phosphines, and I definitely want to give them all the shout-outs in the world because they're some of my, they're one of my favorite bands, and they're the first band, and out of country even, that offered up their music to Three Fenders, so they always have a great place in our heart. Mm. This song is called No Through Road by the Phosphines. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Music, Spotify, and Bandcamp. Support the shit out of them. They're pretty fucking awesome. And when we come back, we're going to be talking AEW full Gear. Red lights come and go, holding back my fits of passion. Driving down a no through road, looking for a place to stay. I've been feeling like I owe you the fruits of my conviction. You're the Wrestling fans, are you ready? Uh, let's get ready to rumble! That's right, it's time to rumble. It's time for the main event of the show. It is time to talk AEW's Full Gear. And I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to talk about this because on paper, 
this show looks pretty badass. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. So this show is coming to you on a uh, Saturday, November 13th from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, live on pay-per-view. If you're in the States, we're back to just using BR Live. Yeah. If you're overseas, you get to be lucky, or if you're using or if you're using a VPN, you can watch it on Fight.tv, mm-hmm. which is the better bet. Uh, are you ready to talk about the show? The show will be starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time buy-in. Yes. So, uh, we will be live on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast for live reactions and commentary for AEW Full Gear at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. There you go. Make sure you're following. Make sure you're ready to go because it's going to be a lot of fun. Are you ready? Let us talk some AEW. Well, let's start off with this match. We have a six-man tag team falls count anywhere match. The one team is included of Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, which Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunned in the corner, taking on the super click, Adam Cole, Baby. Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, and I'm sure Brandon Cutler will be in their corner. Yeah. So this match is going to be interesting. It's a Minneapolis Street Fight 2, so they did make that stipulation. So that being said, Adam Cole's first real pay-per-view action on AEW's roster I just don't see the super click losing. I could see some shenanigans happening where we finally are going to get Christian Cage maybe to turn on Jungle Boy because I've been calling that for a while now. So I'm going to stick to my guns with that. Super click gets the win. Uh, I'm also going to pick super click because I think it's paying by the numbers, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a match that has got a lot of hype, especially after the promo last Friday on Rampage. Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. Salute to the Mad King. I loved this entire segment they did on Rampage. Eddie Kingston won that crowd over. They were loud. They are Team Kingston. I love the setup for this. I feel Punk will win, but we are going to have a full-blown Eddie Kingston heel turn, and I'm here for this. I'm also going to pick Punk in this match, and I'm going to say this is the first time I've been excited for a CM Punk match since he's been in AEW. Yes. Quite quite honestly. Next up, we have Darby Allen with Sting in his corner taking on MJF with Wardlow in his corner. Okay. So, who I think should win is MJF. Who I think will win is Darby. I think that we've had this very good setup between them. I will say the the setup between them has been better than I thought it was going to be, but I feel that they're going to now finally do the heel turn with Wardlow or a face turn and have him break away from MJF and cost him the match. So I see that happening here. And that's the only reason why. Yeah. I would prefer MJF to win, but I I, I agree with you. They're probably going to go with Darby. Yeah. Next up for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, your champions, the Lucha Bros, Penta L Zeromato and Ray Phoenix with Alex in their corner, will defend against the AAA World Tag Team Champions, the FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Uh, not to be confused with when they messed up his uh, his action figure, it says Dax Hardwood. Yeah. But it's Dax Harwood. Uh, and then we'll have Tully Blanchard in their corner. What are you going with on this one? This is going to be a great match. I'm actually very excited about seeing the in-ring work. Last time they fought each other, it was, it was perfect. So this is going to be another repeat performance, I feel. Uh, but I know AEW doesn't like to do the temporary champions, so I'm going to say Lucha's retained, but I would love to see FTR win. 
I'm with you on that. I, I also think that you're going to see Anne still. I would love to see Anne new, though. But I think it's going to be one of the best matches on the card, possibly the best match on the card, yes. depending upon how everything else goes. Agree with you. Next up, we have a 10-man tag team Minneapolis street fight. So the fact that they're going to call two things a street fight when you don't need to is kind of dumb. Uh, also, you could have just gone with the false count anywhere in the first one because that also includes a street fight because obviously a false count anywhere, there's no rules. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if you're right and they call it a Minneapolis street fight, they have two of them. And this, of course, is the inner circle. Chris Jericho, Jack Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santina, and Ortiz taking on men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, an American top team. And they're going to be represented by uh, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> so, where do we begin from here? Uh yeah, I forgot they actually referred to both as a street fight. So that's th- that was that was throwing me off. Unless no, I got, no, no. I'm just uh, saying if that's the, if that's really the case, because I, I believe you. But if that's really the case, that was kind of weird that they did it for both. It could be a false count anywhere for the first one. But this is supposed to be the street fight, and obviously with ATT involved. And Dan Lambert has been the best guy on the microphone, bar none, in AEW since he's gotten here. Uh, I fear, and I, f- I I stress the word fear. Inner Circle is going to win this. I don't get the feud right now because I think unless Jorge Masvidal comes in and gives a knee to Jericho, like it's it's just pointing right to inner circle here. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Next up, we have the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. Uh, Winner receives a future AEW World Championship match. Brian Danielson versus Miro. This has Brian Danielson written all over it. The fact that the winner now gets a title shot down the... I mean, depending on when they do the title shot, too, because I know a lot of times they like to go super quick after. Uh, That being said, I mean, listen, I think even if Moxley was in this match, you're going to see Danielson win. Yeah, so, I mean, this is... is, Unless they want to pull some real shenanigans, I feel that this is all... Of Danielson to win. No brainer. I think it's Danielson's uh, to, to to win. Yeah. Next up for the AW Women's Championship match, Doctor Bra- Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, your champion, with Rebel and Jamie Hader in her corner, take on Ty Conti without a J in her corner. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, has there never been a more lackluster build to a match. Literally, the build to this match is I'm hotter than you are. Which makes first of all, I didn't address this earlier. I'm going to address it now. To hell with it. We got we got we got some time. You got a second before while you're thinking about this. This is a big problem. It came out this week from our good friend Brandon Thurston at WrestleNomics that they the AEW has dropped in the 18 to 49 female demographic by quite a bit, mm-hmm. and that is part of the reason why they're under a million viewers for the last two weeks on Dynamite. Could it be because females don't find rape jokes funny? They don't find Chris Jericho gangbang jokes funny. And that now that we've seen what good women's wrestling is and you can turn on Impact or WWE or even AEW for the most part, uh, it, that they don't want to see storylines based upon who's hotter. They want to just have a wrestling match. Could that be why the women are tuning out AEW currently? Because I think that's the reason. Yes. I'll give you a straight up answer. Yes. In my opinion, fully. Because this is sad that we have Ty, Ty Conti, who is it's still up-and-comer, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. She's, I don't think she's hit her fully evoluted form as a wrestler yet. That's fine. And then you have Britt Baker, which I've said before, I don't think she's the greatest in the ring. She's decent on the mic. I, I know some people call that sacrilege, but think about it. I don't think she could hang 
with the the top six women's wrestlers in WWE. Mm-hmm. And if you add in the Impact thing, I don't think she's even in the top ten. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, she just isn't. But she's still over like gangbusters, even though she's supposed to be a heel. heel. Mm-hmm. So we should be building this match on, hey, I'm the dominant champion, and I have a legitimate contender. Now, you can't do that because the legitimate contender is Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. And we still aren't getting that match for whatever reason, even though she's signed. I don't understand why they just haven't decided to do the damn thing. So this is what's throwing me off about this. Because... Unless the TBS championship match was getting mixed up here, I have been screaming online what they should do with Thunder Rosa if you're, if you're for whatever reason, not giving her the title shot. One of the best character people in the Inner Circle versus ATT feud has been Paige Van Zant. Yes. And Paige, I, I'm going to say, I can fully see her making the transition to wrestling. That's the feud you do. You put that match on pay per view. I, I think you're, I think you're right. So I think you're right. But once again, still dropping the ball. But anyways, yeah. why didn't we build a better story instead of just being like I'm hotter than you are? And that is literally the storyline that's being told right now. Anna Jay and Ty Conti taking hot photos and I'm hotter than you. And Britt Baker being like, nope, I'm hotter than you. Like, it is weird. It's, and then even Jade Cargill got mixed up in it somehow at one point. Remember? Yeah. It's fucking weird, man. Like, we're in 2021. And I'm not saying this as, like, any kind of political statement. I'm just saying in 2021, the wrestling world has seen women main event WrestleMania, which no matter how you cut it, is the biggest wrestling event of the year. They've main evented it, if you count a night of it, which I do, because mm. now that's going to be two nights forever there's always going to be and that's what wwe even literally said on their conference call wrestlemania will be two nights forever as far as they're concerned for going forward so that means you can't be like well it was you know we can't call it a main event no 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 night one main event is still a main event of wrestlemania Mm. night two main event is still a brand new event at wrestlemania literally the last match of the night is always a fucking main event yeah so the there's two main events now deal with it okay so, like, finally, I know they used to brag about 22 main events on the card, but it's not. Literally, the last matches. So, there is two clear cut. So, women have main evented WrestleMania twice now. Mm-hmm. Twice. With great storylines. With great storylines and great matches, with the exception of the finish of the first triple threat match, which we found out was a mistake anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just because Ronda couldn't get her shoulders off the mat. Right. So, with that being said... Now that we've seen women this high profile, now that you have women's wrestlers like a Bianca Belair, like a Sasha Banks, like the Virtuosa, Diana Parazza, like so many more, like the list could go on and on and on, folks. We should not be talking about how we should have a feud over who's hotter than who. Mm-hmm. The feud should be, I'm better than you in the ring and I'm going to show it. And if we're doing it all for show, then hire Scarlett, give her the belt because there ain't, I promise you, there's nobody hotter than she is. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's be honest. Not to mention she's teasing an OnlyFans. Just throwing it out there yep. for anybody who's interested, depending on price. I don't know. Hopefully my wife's not listening. I don't know what I'm saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Karen Cross is lucky man. Yeah. That Thanks. being said, though, I, I really could care less about this match, but I'm, I'm assuming Britt Baker will be and still. Baker wins. Next. Well, it's the main event, because that's all it's announced so far, but it's eight matches, so if they add more, whew. I'm sure they'll add something to the buy-in unless they are smartly put one of these on the buy-in. If not, we're going to have a long fucking night uh, because the World Championship, AEW World Championship match, your champion, the cleaner, the best bout machine, Kenny Omega, taking on Hangman Adam Page, finally. And I'm going to say it before. I'm going to say what I've been saying, Ken M. Are you ready? Yep. Ah, my yep. wife is in the I, chat. I just saw that. My wife is in the chat. I love it. And by the way, uh, Pat says Diesel's going to sign up for that OnlyFans so fast your head will spin. Uh, I'm just joking, my love. That's what I do on the air. 
I'm not paying for OnlyFans. That takes away from my GCW money. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> true. If I have to make a decision between OnlyFans and GCW, I choose GCW. We all know that's fucking truth. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's get back to reality in this main event. I'm going to say no. Adam Page doesn't... They, it's not a want anymore. It's not... It would be nice if he is. They need to make him world champion because if they don't make him world champion, this is it, folks. I hate to say it like that, but this is it. Nobody's going to care. You can't keep making excuses that... Uh, He's there. You can't. You can't be like, oh, well, it's long-term storytelling. What, if he loses, it's still more long-term? No, 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 no. He either wins this Saturday night or he doesn't. And I'm going to tell you, my, I'm going for him, but here's my fear. My fear is AEW and Tony Khan have already decided they're going to crown Brian Danielson champion. So that means Kenny Omega will retain in either the following week on Dynamite or the week after because as you told, as you said, they like to do it quickly. We'll have the eliminated. We'll have that title fight, and Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, sorry, will become the new AEW World Champion. That is what I fear. What should happen is that Hangman Page wins, and if if you're if that happens, what really should happen is that Miro should win the Eliminator Final because it'd be a great first feud for Adam Page. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts. But this is the shit or get off the pot moment. It's either you're going to give us the ending that you need to give us, or if not. I'm going to remind you of TNA and Samoa Joe's first title run. They waited too long, and when he won the belt, the crowd was fucking crickets. If they would have done it six six to eight months earlier, the crowd would have been on their feet, ruckus for it, but they teased it too long, and they kept Kurt Angle champion too long, and it didn't work. And I'm telling you now, AEW will fall in that same trap. I know some people will probably disagree with it, but they'll fall in that same trap. And guess what's going to happen? It's now or never. I'm sorry. It is literally now or never with that hangman Adam Page. If they don't pull the trigger now, he's good as gone as soon as his contract's up. I fear, though, with how they've been booking Brian Danielson, that they would hang on to Kenny Omega. Like, somebody is going to make a debut and cost Page the match. Maybe a Bray Wyatt, maybe a Braun Strowman, somebody on that level. Maybe, maybe. I hope not. Because, like I said, hangman's been long overdue to do this. Why it hasn't been done yet is beyond me. But... Here we are. So, AEW, you have one option. Make it happen. And I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the faith on it. I'm going to say, yes, we have a new come Saturday night. I am also going to go with the faith on it, but I don't know. I I just don't know. I I really don't. But let me put it this way. You brought it up. Are you anticipating a surprise at full gear? Are you anticipating a a Wyndham Rotunda or, or Braun Strowman? Yes. Type of surprise at full gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am not doubting that we actually have that. The only thing that we could have a swerve doing is if Brian Danielson wins, and that's when Wyndham Rotunda rolls out. Kind of can, continuing on their little feud they were having way back when in WWE. I could see that happening. But I also feel, though, if Paige wins, that's who they're going to do to kind of sidetrack Danielson getting his title shot. Good. Yeah, I could see that. But I could also see if they do have Wyndham signed, I could see him costing Daniel Bryan. Bryan I keep saying Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson the match. And that's how you get Miro winning. And then that throws the scent off from people thinking, knowing the hangman's going to win. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Because mm-hmm. think about it. If we, because obviously that fight's going to come before the world title fight. Yes. So if, if Miro wins, we're all going to be like, okay, hangman page is going over. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. I don't see them going heel versus heel. No. So that's going to be interesting. 
So, but if you did something like the bait and switch and you have like Rindam Rotunda come and make his appearance, cost Daniel Bryan, the, or Bryan Danielson, fuck, I have the Freudian slip, man. It's been years since I had to call him Danielson. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have that, if you have that happen, then people might get distracted and not even think about the main event until it's over. Right. It'd be the best booking option if you really want to think. Yeah, about it'd be it. the smart way to do it. Because if not, you're gonna if Miro wins, you're gonna automatically be like, okay, they're giving the belt to him. Mm-hmm. And if they don't at that point, then we just go, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Because that makes zero sense then. Zero sense. But I'm always ready to be disappointed. On paper, full gear looks very good. Of course, like I said, in the States, you can order it on BR Live, overseas, or if you're smart enough to use a VPN, Fight.TV has you covered. Also, uh, I do believe on some cable companies, I think Comcast and DirecTV and a few others, you can buy it on just regular pay-per-view. But check your local cable provider before, because not all cable providers are carrying it on old school Mm pay-per-view, just so you know. Right. But your best bet in the States is BR Live. Yes. The BR app. I think they just got rid of the live part. I think it's just the BR app now. So make sure you check that out because it's going to be start at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the buy-in. I'm not sure if they're running that on uh, with them. They never, never know. Sometimes they run it on their YouTube channel, then you have to come back. Sometimes they run it on. It's fucking weird. Yeah. But anyways, the, the actual main card starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Saturday. And uh, here at 607 Podcast, we will be live here on twitch.tv slash 607 Podcast starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our live reactions and commentary for AEW Full Gear. If you don't want to hear what's probably going to be the worst commentary in the history of man, because let's face it, AEW's commentary team, not so good. Yeah. You can listen to us instead, and I guarantee we'll be a lot more entertaining. Facts. That's, that's you know, I, I know I'm floating my own boat and somebody might call me on it, but trust me. Trust me. Think about it. What, are you going to miss JR calling uh, Brian Dan? Brian Danson's going to get a shot at the WWE Championship. Money, money that he calls the title of the WWE Championship at one oh, point. Oh, I, I can see it happen, unfortunately. This week on Raw. This week on Raw, Kenny Omega. <laughs> Shit, Kenny Omega's going to be on Raw? The next thing you know, two million people turn into Raw. Because Jim Ross spilled the beans. Yep. Anyways, but I digress. I joke. I joke. I kid. I kid. I, JR was the, the commentary. But like I said, I also love John Madden as a Raiders fan. And man, towards the end of his run. Woo! Literally, the time that I heard John Madden say, the team who scores the most points is going to win the game, I knew it was over, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. But with that being said, we've come to the end of the road. Make sure you join us this Saturday. But before we go, Ken M, tell them how to find the ODPH. Very simple. Swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Join the conversation on social media accounts. Check out Parlay Points, the new complimentary blog section to the ODPH T Public Store and all that and so much more. ODPHpodcast.com. And, of course, check out the Three Fat Nerds podcast anywhere you get great podcasts by searching Three Fat Nerds. And, of course, we are still putting up 607 TWS every Wednesday on the show, so a couple days after. Uh, and then, of course, 8122productions.com for all your information. We're on social media. Uh, it's at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Take the ad away if you, you don't need it. Uh, also, on our eight, at 8122productions.com, we have the T Public Store. And, of course, if you would also like to support us monetarily, we have patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 uh, a month you can get a ton of extra bonus content and it's awesome and uh, i suggest it. it's a good way to help support the streams the mm-hmm. podcast and everything else we got going on over here at 607 podcast slash 8122 productions man i can't wait 
We got a busy schedule here on Twitch, just so I can run down real quick. Of course, like I said before, reminder, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 607TWS, coming straight to twitch.tv slash podcast. Join the chat. Have a good time with us. And as you as you can tell, we read the chat out loud as well. Yes. Uh, also, uh, this upcoming Saturday, November 13th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, one more time, we're going to be live for live reactions and commentary for AEW Full Gear. Tune in. It is important to note, we will not be showing... The pay-per-view. Yes. We are ordering the pay-per-view when it is against the law, and I'm not getting fined to show you the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Also, please do me a favor. Do not ask me for the link for the pay-per-view. Because guess what? We don't have a link for the pay-per-view because we are ordering it on BR. Yes. That's right. We're paying $50. If you are an alleged fan of AEW, I'm going to make the same challenge I make every time. Order the pay-per-view. I understand $50 is tight. It's kind of stiff. You know what you can do? Get a couple friends together and split the cost. You know what else you can do? If you're in an area, check on the, uh, go ahead and check on the line and see if a bar somewhere near you is showing it. I know some bars and casinos and stuff mm. are showing AW full gear. Even better. There are some movie theaters, some mm-hmm. Cinemark, some Regals, and uh, I can't remember the other company, but there's a few of them that are also showing AEW in the theater on the big screen, and you only have to pay, I do believe, 15 bucks or less. And you can watch with a bunch of wrestling fans. Uh, me and Ken M even talked. If it, there was one close enough to us doing it, we would probably not live stream once just so we could go to the event and see how it was. You're pulling it up right now? Johan Promotions. Okay, at, by the way, if you go to johanpromotions.com, I do believe that's their website, correct or not. Check it real quick. I know we're live, so I'm killing time here. Uh, I do believe that's their website. But if you go to it, believe it or not, it will also tell you if bars or casinos or whatever are showing in your area as well. Yes. They're very good at it. So, johanpromotions.com. I believe so. They have a kind of a different... They have a link, yeah. 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 So, there you go. Type it in, johanpromotions.com, or just search Johan Promotions on, on Google, and I'll give you the website. But either way, uh, is Cinemark, Regal... And a few other smaller uh, brands that will be showing it in the theater. So check and see if that's near you. Check and mm-hmm. see if there's a bar. Check and see if a casino. There's a whole bunch of things that Johan Promotions is bringing to you. So it's cheaper. You know what the importance of this is? If you're really a supporter of something, you know how I can tell when somebody's supporting something? Put their money where the mouth is. Facts. If you're a fan of All Elite Wrestling and you're on Twitter and you're talking all this shit and your name starts with All Elite whatever and you're out here stealing pay-per-view feeds... And asking for him on fucking Twitch, mm-hmm. you're not a fan. That's right. I'm going out and calling it out, man. And I, I don't care. Anybody wants that of that argument? Please, please have that By argument. Means. Please have that argument with me. Because because how do you how do you how do you condone stealing from a company you support? Huh? Exactly. But it, without fail, we said an over and under every night that we do an AEW pay per view that we get. Yo, send me the link, bro. There is no link. Mm-hmm. There's no link. I'm not giving you my pay. Buy it. Like I said, if $50 is too steep, God knows it is for me. So that's why we split the bill. Mm-hmm. If if you get get two, three, four people, and it goes down quite a bit. Or see if it's being shown near you. know near you. If it's at a bar, there might even be a chance that all you have to do is buy a couple drinks. Yeah. So you get some drinks and you get to watch for free. I don't know what your policies around you. Theater, I think, is 15 bucks. And you get to be around other fans and get to cheer out loud in the theater. That's pretty cool. That's why I said, if we find one near us, if it ever comes near us, even if it's like down in Dixon City or something, we might take the journey mm-hmm. down just and not live stream one of them just to see what it's like to be in a theater full of fucking wrestling fans and report back to you guys. Yeah. So I think that would be cool to check out. 
So hopefully it does come near us sometime, at least within an hour of us, so we can do that. Because I would actually like to check it out that way. That'd be kind of dope. With that being said, though, that's my challenge every time. So remember, 7.30 Eastern... 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash 67 podcast AEW Full Gear. Live commentary and reaction. No video. Well, video of us. Yes. But no you video. You, you're not going to see Full Gear. You're just going to hear us commentate on it and give feedback and reactions and crack jokes. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Uh, also, the following week, uh, November 20th, we will be on 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for 607 Podcast Movie Night, and we'll be watching the documentary Superheroes about real-life superheroes. We've wanted to do this for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you don't know, a movie night for us is we is a watch-along. You can watch it with us or just listen to us, but it's better to watch with us. Yes. And when you're watching with us, the best part about it is like Mystery Science Theater 3000. We are going to commentate on the movie as we're talking, and it's going to be some good stuff. And I have already promised that I will tell the world about the time that I hit on a girl using Master Legend lines during that live stream. So, ladies and gentlemen, and I have a witness, Diesel was yes. witness to this, so he will be here live, myself, Ken M. Diesel, and who else knows who will drop in, but at least us three will be here chit-chatting about superheroes, and that story is one that you want to hear. I know, I've alluded I've... to it before, but I don't think I've ever told the full story. Yeah, this is one of the, the folklore legends of 607 Podcasts. So I'm excited to hear this. So you're going to get to hear it during Superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the following night, November 21st, we'll be live, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for WWE Survivor Series, live reaction and commentary, and of course that is on the WWE Network slash the Peacock, yes. depending upon where you're listening to us in the world. If you're lucky, you're in Europe and you're still watching the network. <laughs> Uh, fucking Peacock. Yeah, I know. By the way, the 999 version of Peacock is a fucking work, man. They still show you commercials. They just show you less time commercials. Mm. Shit you not. I don't have it, but our good friend Mike C does, and he was like, don't get it because you still have to see commercials. Oh, that's shitty. I thought commercial free meant commercial free, but eh. Eh. So I continue to pay $4.99. Yeah, that's what I do. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to us. And like each and every week, we are going to send you guys home with our good friend's second suitor. The song's called One Winged Angel. It is the Ode to New Japan Pro Wrestling and the cleaner Kenny Omega. Uh, we will be back with you, the 607 TWS boys. Who knows who will be joining us, but it'll definitely be myself and Ken M this Saturday for AEW Full Gear. But until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and last but certainly not least, Later, wrestling fans! Stop.
Top ropes, one, two.